1: Hello, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Diana Dettinger, best selling author of the book Modus Vivendi Your Life Your Way, as well as an international speaker and founder of the Meaning of Life School, where you learn to be you. My mission is to connect you to your innate greatness for a healthier, happier, and more fulfilling life. You can find out more about this interview at JourneyToSuccessRadio.com. And today, my guest is. Amy Thompson and you know she says remember that's Thompson without a P. So welcome, Amy, and appreciate for taking you know time to be with us today. Hi, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's great. Now, Amy and I are co-authors in the book Journey to Success, Volume Two. And tell us a little bit about your your part in your your
0: participation
1: in the book. What's the title of your
0: chapter? The title of my chapter is Learning to Trust. And it's a story about how I've achieved success because I went through a lot of challenges and varied challenges. It wasn't in just one area, but things that some people throw the towel in and some people even die from and and things. And it's like I've, I've gone through thick and thin and come out stronger and more powerful and more able to help others. So it's really exciting.
1: Yeah, well, now, just to give you guys a little bit of uh, background on Amy... Amy is an award-winning creative director. She's a coach, artist, author, and speaker. She owns Create, Build, Inspire, which is a company named after her personal mantra in life, then contributing to people on the planet is entwined in everything Amy does. I mean, she is really amazing. She has over 20 years experience volunteering for charitable and nonprofit organizations in all capacities. She lives up in Canada Uh, Just so the speakers sort of know where to or the listeners know where to put you on the map of the world now, since we're all so interconnected. You know, she has a really strong background in personal development, project management, leadership, volunteer coordinating. She follows her creative flow and really enjoys all the arts, as well as nature and real estate. So she's the creator of Affirming Arts, which we'll talk about more in this interview, Funathon, a Multi-Giving Initiative, and the Empower 50,000 People Project. I mean, talk about... Okay, Amy and I joke about, and this, you know, we've got to tell listeners this. Amy and I joke about being multitaskers. You know, we thought that we should, you know, show up here just for the other women, even, you know, listening, or even the men that have these wonder women kind of wives, where, you know, we can be you know, cooking the food and, and drawing and designing and, and talking on the phone and coaching and, you know, doing things with our feet. And, and it's, it's just amazing. So, you know, Amy is one of these kind of gals. So she really right, did is. Did I mention to- that I'm
0: doing laundry at the same time?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. You know, we ought to do our laundry and be cooking for our four kids. You know, she and I both have a family of six and so, I, I maybe even we chose that kind of experience because we were capable of handling even these busy, crazy houses, and still staying aligned with the, our innate this desire and dream and mission to you know be bigger and contribute to the world. So anyway, Amy, just to finish off here, Amy is gifted a really. You know, helping people discover their greatness. She inspires collaboration with a really fun, you know, a fun, light way of being. I mean, that's that really who you are. Just make it fun, be light, uh, and she she has this way of, let's say, allowing miracles to happen. Um, she's even committed, you know, social ventures, people around the globe, you know, keeping. The roots of even operations there in you know the Niagara Falls area where she lives, and as you know, originally from. Have you ever lived in another
0: city? I have lived in another city, but I've always come back here. It's oh beautiful. yeah, I get
1: yeah, I, I can imagine. I've been to the American side of the Niagara Falls, but uh, but not the Canadian side. So, how did you tell us about how you first got involved in what you're doing? And, and you know, tell the listeners what is it that you do.
0: Okay. Um, Well, first, it took years to get to where I am. And I didn't know where I was going, to be totally honest. I had so many passions. I started out um, way back in the day. I was a photographer. Um, I also was a bartender. I enjoyed working with people. I knew that. And I also, um, I did speaking and I did events. I helped people with their self-esteem. And I, I did all these different varied things, but nothing seemed to be enough. I always felt I was meant to do something on a big scale, and I mean big as in a global scale, but I couldn't figure out how any of my gifts or talents would actually be able to help enough people and contribute enough to my own ADD personality, like need for change and and, uh, development and growth. But I finally found it, and what I do now is I am a creative director and a project developer, for a company called Create, Build, Inspire, and we do affirming arts. So that is actually taking media. It's got a goal to take media and empower people with it. So we started with art, and then we've also got music, and we've got mobile apps, and one by one we're launching you know, books and programs and all these things coming out that are all designed to allow people to choose for themselves things that they want to take on in their lives to overcome things in their life and for them to be happy. So, well, give us I, an example. Just like you.
1: <laughs> just like you.
0: Yeah. I think I have the same purpose. It's to help people discover their greatness, live their potential, and find their purpose. Uh, an example, I guess, would be my Affirming Arts line. So, like Affirming Animals line, I started out calling them because I started with animals, and then now it's just Affirming Arts. But they're hand-drawn pictures, all positive affirmations, and... Like from a distance, you would just see an animal. Or now I've got guitars. I've got different uh, sports figures. I have, I have all these different images. So they're just to put up in people's homes or hotels or um, I've got them in some hospitals and schools and wellness centers and all kinds of places now. But um, yeah, they're just really nice, beautiful artwork. And then you get a yeah, poster, so it's and it actually tells you. Yeah, so it's just it's just it's, like, it's, like white it's all canvas.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just so read, or so, so the listeners get an idea. There's like a big white canvas. I mean, the ones that I love are the ones that are really, you know, like on the wall behind your sofa, and they're just a big white canvas with this this you know gray black dolphin, you know, that looks like just a perfect dolphin. And then it's so cool because you get closer and you read all the positive affirmations. I mean, when you think about, I mean, just just. You know, just in case listeners are not aware, our mind, as, our, as in our brain, okay, I'll, you know, just to give even, you know, Amy some background on me, I'm a psychosomatic illness therapist. You know, I've been a corporate trainer for, you know, 25 years, and and then I, I wanted, you know, I'm like you, wanting to be more. And so instead <laughs> of the basic behavior models that use the four to nine types, I wanted The the most. So I studied a psychosomatic illness therapist to understand really how the brain works. And I tell you one thing one thing that we have done a lot of studies on are those packages of cigarettes that have the warnings that are so big that says, you know, you will get this bad disease. That in your subconscious is constantly picked up, and your brain, as your central command center, will actually take that as factual. The brain does not say, oh, good news, bad news. The brain takes everything as certain. So here people are walking around with their newspaper that has bad, you know, negative headlines with their cigarette package or whatever has all those warnings on it, you know, or medicine. And they don't realize that they're actually giving their biology the negative, the negative, input that their brain as an organ can't decide to throw it away. So the power of what you do is even more powerful because people have this affirming art, you know, above their bed or by their, you know, or or above their sofa, their brain as in the, the, the retinal part of their eye, you know, will pick up every minute detail of those positive words and actually affect their biology. I mean, it's, it's, exactly.
0: It,
1: yes, and so it, it, it's so uh, it, it's so beautiful, and you know, I, I, you know, big Amy supporter to get this <laughs> information out so people understand to make one to make the choice to uh, not consume, as in not even have present those kind of warning and and bad you know articles and you know all the negative stuff and really fill fill themselves up because the brain is such a
0: yeah go sorry to cut you off there coming from a place place where where i I suffered from uh like i had a severe severe mental illness illness. and can you hear me okay because i'm getting feedback suddenly yeah yeah i can hear you sure perfect But uh, coming from a place where I had mental illness and I had health issues and I had many, many traumas in my life and whatnot, um, I know firsthand when you're in that position, sometimes you don't even want to get help because you don't think either it's worth it or you just don't even care about anything anymore. But the neat thing about the images that I do is that I make sure that I put in affirmations that are going to appeal to people no matter what they're going through in their life. So in each image... Um, it has things like, um, you know, things, just elevating it from one step to another, because when we reprogram our mind, we need to recognize that it may not happen overnight, but at least if we're allowing these thoughts into our mind, something on the image is going to resonate with you at that time, no matter what it is. And I have things that relate to self and family and community and love and peace and um, growth, development, faith, anything that that is positive and uplifting, I try to make sure that I connect on everything, even the environment, in those images. Well, how do you get how do you get the
1: you know, I guess if if someone is an artist, they understand that sense of flow, they understand that the vision kind of comes. Um, you know, what is Da Vinci, uh, or, 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 you know, Michelangelo, sort of the famous, cause I live in Italy. So all the famous, you know, Italian <laughs> artists and, you know, they talk a lot about, uh, like the David statue, there was the marble and he already saw the David statue in that. And he just had to get away the other stuff. So the David statue would appear. I mean, tell us about the process of, of how you envision this different, you know, like I, I love the unicorn and the dolphin. Those really resonate with me. How is it that you just wake up one day and, and start that picture?
0: I would love to be able to say it was is the same way that David was done, because there are some art pieces that I can see and then take away everything else. Like There are some pieces that I have that, but with my affirming animals, sorry, I have to I changed the name from Affirming Animal to Affirming Arts, so I have to keep reminding myself that. So um, with my Affirming Arts line, usually I look around for a long time for an image that I like that's going to show the angles and structure that I'm looking for, and then I take the shadows from that, and I use the shadows as my base to draw from. And then it's a matter of I don't work from a list, I allow these these thoughts to flow through me um, because I believe that when you're healing, it's got to be more authentic and more, like it's, it's more energetic. And uh, I have to actually put intention and love into each piece. So I have to feel what is going to connect with each area in the picture. And then I just little shadow part by shadow part eventually fill in the picture and then I have it.
1: Yeah, because I saw the you you had posted on Facebook the guitar in the works, and that That's was fun. really yeah that was really really cool to see the step by step process. You know, well does your does your handwriting change at all when you start a picture and then you leave it for a couple of days and then you you start again?
0: Um, my handwriting is pretty similar. I started all using one handwriting when I started, but now I'm finding that I'm adding more character with my writing to different works. And I've hired on one person to assist me with this. And it's kind of neat trying to find somebody you would think that anybody who's an artist would be able to do something like this, but it's not the case. I needed to have somebody who's got a background in uh, like mental health and psychology and, you know, spirituality and, and anything that's really, like they've got to be really comfortable with themselves and with all people and, just really wanting to have that intention to bring the best out for others as well. So, found somebody. Woo-hoo. And, yeah, uh, that's great. And her and I now collaborate on a lot of pieces.
1: Wow. Yeah. Isn't that? Uh, isn't that something? You know, I come from a background of you know, twenty-five years of corporate training, and you know, this is my dream that even in in companies, they will do exactly what you just said, you know, hire the people that can feel the love for the project, put in the attention, intention and raise the energy level. And, you know, you can imagine instead of this running after or chasing after, you know, the results and, and this kind of stuff that I find is very adrenaline based, It's very, you know, burnout kind of, on the road to burnout. Instead, there's such a different piece in a place. I mean, you can imagine the people that make any kind of consumer product from the cream that we put on our face to, you know, here in Italy, the pasta that we eat or, you know, the cereals or whatever. That kind of, okay, our end consumer needs to feel the love that we have in this object. And I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, it's just so amazing. I mean, this is the stance. This is, this is who you are and it reflects in the work that you produce. So congratulations. I'm a, I'm an Amy fan.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Well, I am a Diana fan. (laughs) um, Yeah, it's really neat. Companies would definitely thrive that way families would thrive that way if people were to recognize gifts and strengths and promote fitting the people with the right things and not being hard on people who are not necessarily positioned properly one thing that i want to do and i don't know how to do this but i really want to do this is i want to hire people with mental health or with physical like physical disabilities as well because i have a very relaxed like I'm a firm believer that if you've got a, a workspace where it's relaxed and you're totally appreciative of people who can just be themselves and be comfortable, that takes away a lot of anxiety for people. And a lot of, you know, you know that when you go in, even if you can only go in for three or four hours that day, or even if you don't make it in at all that day, when you do go in, you're going to be appreciated for what you do. You're going to be learning something. You're going to be Like everything that we do is is affirming and helping people anyways, right? So it's really uplifting to them to be here. Um, But then they're also contributing something that they love to do and knowing that they're providing value to others. So I I see it really as a win-win, but I don't have any idea on how to bring it all together. Yeah, well, we have a couple. uh,
1: I don't know if even any of the listeners um, you know, what kind, you never know what kind of context they come from. I come from a family of, at the, at the max, we were like 250 blood relatives. And so my parents both have, you know, nine, eight, nine brothers and sisters, very, very big, you know, I, I call it sort of like the macrocosm in a, you know, microcosm. And wow. so, in you know, in this context, a couple cousins uh, are handicapped, a couple are down syndrome. And I found that with this exactly what you said, with the context of love and support, these especially you know the down syndrome children, they're they're out in the supermarkets uh, you know working, they're you know serving up at the the barbecue chicken place or you know whatever because they've never bought into being ill or being right. different or being you know special needs. They have been you know, t- are treated like, like someone who can contribute, not someone who's, you know, so yeah, just open that up to the, send that out to the universe as we, let's say the new age would say, send that out to the universe and, you know, it'll come. It's a beautiful, oh, yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful desire. And I find that even our family is so much richer for having the experience of diversity Mm -hmm. Um, and really the, the pureness of, I say like the pureness of the soul is, um, is, is felt so much more when, uh, when there are, let's say the special needs children, because, uh, I don't know, they, they appreciate life or they're simpler. They're simpler, you know, which is what is even great about your art because it's very simple. It's simple and uplifting, you know? Well, is this, would this, would you call your company one of your biggest successes or what's something else you're proud of?
0: Well, my, when you asked me what I'm most proud of, my automatic response is my children. Um, and not because I'm supposed to be proud of them. It's really because I have seen a lot of growth and changes in them and I'm watching them make their own choices and come up against their own challenges and overcome their own things and build their own dreams. And it's just a a beautiful unfolding. And I've got an amazing relationship with them. Like I, I do work a lot, but we spend a lot of time together and, um, any chance that I can, I'd like to spend with them.
1: Well, did you want to share, did you want to share with, um, with the listeners any details about, uh, the adversities that you've overcome, or or should we keep yeah. this positive? Yeah, you know, I, share share with people. I so was they- going to
0: say I, I can share uh, quickly, but I don't want to take away from the book that's out because the book is going to be amazing. The Journey to Success Two, that uh, Diana and I are co-authors in. Um, but a little bit of a background. I um I faced a lot of health challenges. And I faced a lot of, uh, like I said, mental illness, but I didn't realize the power of thought. So I grew up with a lot of negative thoughts and long story short, I was into drinking and drugs very early age, um, you know, other things, very self-destructive habits. I tried to take my own life when I was younger. I ended up, like I said, with actual physical illnesses that, um, that almost took my life again. um, But I, I didn't want that. I knew that I was meant to be stronger. And I believe that everyone inside them knows that they're meant for something more. But it's, we're so habit driven, right? And for me, I was lucky enough to have circumstances kind of force me into making some, some really strong decisions. And when you come to that, like decision moment and you're, you're determined. You're like, that's it. I am not going to allow this to, to stop me. I'm going to overcome this. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is you've got for a habit, whatever it is you're dealing with, your firmness in your decision is strong enough to overcome anything. And I'm very blessed to have, have learned that. And um, I believe my story can help a lot of people going through a lot of things.
1: Yes. Yes,
0: because now there is this
1: big, not just not just like a shifting consciousness, but um, people are are wanting to get to this truth of of the more that they are. And it's Mm -hmm. a process, like you said, of, you know, getting rid of the bad habits, getting rid of the the negative relationships, get rid of, you know, thanking, appreciating the the relationships for what they've taught us, but then move on, mature, lighten up, lift up, you know, allow things to happen that are more positive instead of the the self-sabotage. And it's hard. Did you have any role models or is there one particular person that was... Really vital in part of your change,
0: or was it sort of more of a self? um... There were a few. few. Um, I want to share a quote quote that I heard today. Just before I get into that, because I heard a quote that was perfect, and it said, "Don't take so, or don't hold on to your mistakes just because it took you so long to make them." Uh Oh, that's so perfect! Because the number Uh of times that I held on to something because I had just. I'd put so much time and effort and work into it, and, and I'd hold on, hold on, hold on, thinking things would change when, really, if you know it's a mistake, you've got to go with your gut. So yeah, um, yeah, as for role models, I actually I took role models who were usually like famous or successful, and I studied what they would do. But um, there were some people in my life. Um, like my parents, for example, or my grandmother, who I would look at and just observe. Like every Nobody's perfect, so I would look at, okay, what did you do that gave you results that I want, and what did you do that gave you results I don't want? And I would just look at where I could improve. And I don't care if I... Oh, one thing that I, I did do is when I stopped comparing myself to other people, because we're only really unhappy when we compare ourselves to other people,
1: Very true.
0: Whenever I look at whenever I'm unhappy, it's usually there's some comparison somewhere. Um, However, I don't care anymore what I'm like compared to other people. All I care about is that I'm better than I was last week. Oh, that's beautiful. And work to improve.
1: Well, then how do you measure? uh, You know, this is my corporate corporate mind. How do you measure? that you're better?
0: Well, my inner knowing knows when I'm lying to myself and I'm not upping my game and not staying on what I said I'd do. So I measure it just by, I do write everything down. Like, um, not everything I I would say, but I do keep track of what my intentions are and and what my goals are. And I have a game plan. And I know, even if I don't look back at that, whether or not I hit it or or not, and I know whether or not, if I'm not looking back at it, that's me trying to get out of something. <laughs> like, we all have stories and habits. So yeah. I just, I work to to overcome them. And I believe for everyone, like, there's no one that I know who's ever been successful or ever overcome anything who hasn't had to look at it, analyze, you know, fix, move on, look at it again, and, and move on. Like, every human is a work in progress.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed... Um... You know, just talking about measuring. I've, you know, I I think I'm I'm about almost twenty years older, older than you. (laughs) So let's say I started wouldn't know it from your pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so I remember when there was this big shift that I said, "Oh, I finally, I finally understood, you know, emotional balance, or I was finally really feeling great." and I had two teenagers and two, you know, pretty much toddlers. And my one of my older sons pulled some kind of crank. And, you know, it was worth worthy of punishment. And we just sat down and had this very interesting dialogue. And he said, you know, Mom, I can't believe you didn't get angry. And I mean, I'm not a real angry kind of person. But you know, when there's, there's just a lot to do and a lot of dreams or a lot of, you know, my, the story I was telling myself was that, you know, it was justified or, you know, sometimes kids pull a prank and, you know, you gotta, you gotta get angry. You gotta show your authoritarian role or whatever. And like what i found in how even I measure improvement is very often the comments that my kids say, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh yeah, a year ago, you would have, you know, gotten angry at me or, um, yeah, just in the, in the, in the things that they say that are very out of the blue, even, you know, on a good day or, and, and that's where I, I measure a lot of my, let's say progress in personal development and, and, um, uh, based on keeping, you know, an even enthusiastic, energetic mood all the time. And I think, you know, that that's a habit, that's a choice, you really have mm-hmm. to make the decision to stop complaining or stop getting angry or just, you know, really get into the heart space and, and which doesn't mean you tolerate everything, you know, especially as, as parents, you don't tolerate everything, but there's a whole different way of, of, of going around it. Yeah. I think writing down intentions, that's a super takeaway for people um, and, and making sure that uh, you know they they hold themselves accountable unless of course they want to pay a coach they can pay us to be their coaches <laughs> we can I don't hold mind them accountable that,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> 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 you know cuz that's that's the role that's what i found in in coaching and training that um, that people very often don't have the discipline so they really do need someone on the outside that just has that weekly telephone call. How are you doing? How are you doing? Keeping their motivation high. So what right. do you... What and I do you, think
0: everybody what? should have a coach. Oh, yeah. I, I, do have, I have coaches and um, I have mentors and I also have my mastermind group, which is amazing. And if I knew the power of a mastermind group before, um, I actually just created it this year in January, but things have exponentially just exploded since creating that group. And um, wow, I just think back, and if I had done that years ago and really understood the the principles like uh, that Napoleon Hill teaches in his books, I don't know if your listeners are aware of Napoleon Hill or not, but um, yeah. He, yeah, okay, he wrote The Think and Grow Rich. But uh, if I knew then what I learned from that book, oh my gosh, what a difference that would make. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Success principles. Well, right now, right now, what would you call your secret to success?
0: I think there are a few that I like there are. I said three at first, but I think there are actually four that I really, really do is one is keep the faith and be persistent. Like don't give up. Um, Then the second would be the mastermind that I was speaking about. And that's just working in harmony with like minded people for the same Purpose, and um, also I, I wanted to get really clear on my purpose because I wrote it out and it was almost exact, but it wasn't 100% right. And my purpose and plan, I just kept refining and refining and refining until I got it. I know exactly what I'm doing and where I'm going, and then it's really easy. Um, And then surrounding myself, and this one's the biggest one, I think. Surrounding myself with people who uplift me instead of cut me down because anything can grow in a positive environment. Anything. If you think about plants and whatnot, if you go and put them in the the harshest and rockiest thing, they may still survive, but it's going to be a lot more difficult. And um, so even if I I still have some uh, negativity that comes from some family members periodically, I have definitely learned to protect myself from – from critics anywhere. And, and usually I'm not even, you know, I'm pretty resilient now, pretty solid. So things that people say don't even really affect me anymore. But there was a time. And um, in the meantime, I just, I made sure my environment's good. The people I hang around with are great. And uh, I'm doing that for my kids as well. And I just want everybody to be in a loving environment. It's so important.
1: Well, do you do any particular... Sort of like um, health self care. Let's say you know exercising or meditating. Do you add that on your daily to do list?
0: I do all of that. I would like to say I get more exercise than I do, but that would be lying, and um, I don't want to do that. I I move around a lot. Um, I do work out a few times a week. Still, I'm going to be. I'm going to be incorporating that very soon into my routine. Uh, meditating, I do every day, and um, like I said, I just make sure that I get physical activity every day. But I don't have a structured exercise program at this time. I just I do an actual workout a few times a week, and other than that, I just play with my kids and walk around and and stretch a lot. Yeah, you know
1: the 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 thing that is that has gotten me exercising more is I bought a rebounder, which is the little mini trampoline. And, Mm. you know, being, you know, you're probably sitting down a lot, even, you know, just drawing or designing or even meetings or being on the computer. And, you know, I'm on Skype calls and things like that. Um, A lot of sitting down. I will take my little 10-minute pause and have in the same room the rebounder and just get up and and do a little bit of bouncing. And i tell you one thing, it is a a life changer. It gets the the lymphatic system pumping, and that's how we eliminate the toxins. And i tell you one thing, I highly recommend everyone to have a little rebounder in their room uh, or in their home. And even when my kids will come home from school, and tell about their day. Sometimes they'll just jump on it. And somehow, you know, the story about, oh, this went on in school and they'll be bouncing. And, and it's a very fun, joyful, you know, jumping, you know, jumping makes people fun. It's a it's a it's it's a fun, fun thing to have in a home. And and it really is as, as sort of like a breakup break up a sitting down moment, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever, sitting down, you get up and you bounce for 10 minutes and really energize your body. Yeah, I'm the same. Meditate every day and a little bit having the the gymnastics as in having the rebounder at home, I find are I must must do's
0: definitely. Okay. Definitely.
1: Well gosh, you know, it's we're come to the the top of the hour already. We could talk on, you know, forever and ever. So just so listeners can find you find out more about you
0: where can they reach out for it reach out to you it would be at www.amythompson.ca and thompson has no p in it so it's just a-m-y-t-h-o-m-s-o-n dot c-a not dot com because i live in canada but dot c-a
1: and what about the? Well, do, do is there a link to even the affirming arts
0: on that website? There, yeah, there is a link to the affirming arts if you because um, my company is called Create Build Inspire. But if you click on Create, it'll come up with uh, with the affirming arts.
1: Super, super.
0: And anything else? The
1: last, final thing you'd like to share with the with the listeners?
0: I would like to share with your listeners that I am. Thinking that they're all fantastic, powerful people because if they weren't, they wouldn't be listening to something so uplifting and doing something to, um, like, even listening to something like this is taking a step in your life for something you want. So I just have to say kudos to every one of you for listening, and um, I look forward to meeting you at some point in the future. Good deal.
1: Well, thank you so much again, Amy, for dedicating your time to us today, and I really appreciate it. Let's, you know, have everyone also go ahead and you know go on to Kindle and get the, or go on to Amazon and get the Journey to Success Two um, book. And thanks for all your amazing work changing the world, and and really for your enthusiasm to be such a a, a beautiful, beautiful person.
0: Thank you so much, Diana. I believe the release date for the book on Kindle is July 24th. Am I correct?
1: Yes. On Perfect. Sunday. Okay. Perfect. All right. Okay, well, thanks Thank a lot,
0: so much. sweetie. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Sure.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be
0: interviewed for the show, email tom at tom2tall.com for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire! Huh?